pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. So, uh, not Michael Jimenez. Joe no, Einigel. It is. And Jason Minix. How about that? Wow. So you're not, uh, you're not late <laughs> for a meeting if you're tuning in right now. It's not 4 o'clock. We're early. We're early. We're early. We got which is a, unusual on a Monday. You, you you get a text early in the morning. Says Jimenez is sick. What are you guys doing at lunchtime? <laughs> Can you come in and do the show? Sure. And for you, you were on a golf course, dude. It, it was, was easy to say, boys. I gotta go. It was. We had already quit. <laughs> it was a charity golf tournament for Connecticut kids, and um, we played two holes, dude, and it was miserable. And so I just, uh, we we all decided as a group to chicken out mm-hmm. and go back to the house. So I was sitting back in the clubhouse when I got Rob's text, and uh, so it was easy. I said, yeah, I got to go. Had you started drinking beer yet? No, not that's, yet. Because, that's unfortunate. Well, I wasn't taking the day off anyway, so I was going to come and see you at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't do that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we teed off at 8 o'clock this morning, a little after, but man... You know, I don't ever wear a knit hat either, like uh-huh. one of those pullovers, but I had one of those on. Uh-huh. I had gloves on. I mean, it was just miserable. You know, I don't love golf enough to go play in this. A few years ago, I played in a a charity tournament. Um, I think Coletta was there, Roman, April, and Sierra, myself. It was miserable. Yeah. And we made... Uh, seven, eight holes until we got to the turn and the clubhouse was there and we were done. Like, I, I, I just, it, it's not fun. I what, give you credit for getting up at eight, walking out going, all right, let's give this a go. Well, I didn't want to be that guy. Uh-huh. You know, so I figured, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was Bill Taylor and uh, and a couple of friends of ours, T-Bone, uh, Tommy Bounds, and, and a guy by the name of Jimmy Ellis. And we were taking bets on whether Ellis would show up at all. Mm-hmm. He did. Okay. So I didn't want to be that guy. I'm with so you. I would have been the only guy not to show up. So I showed up, you know, got a couple of good breakfast tacos for my efforts. But the good news was we started on hole number eight. <laughs> so it was so easy. eight, nine, eight turn, we're nine, done. And, and it was like <laughs> done. And we were, we were out. So I hope everybody that played had a great time. You know, we did our charitable thing and, sure. and bought mulligans and, and raffle tickets and all that stuff. So I didn't, I don't feel too bad about it. I feel bad for any charity when you have a golf tournament. It's happened to us before, and one day our golf tournaments will come back. Yeah, but uh, um, but a couple of years ago, we tried one in November. We saw the forecast, and we pushed it. We didn't even try. We were like, nope, this is going to suck. Push, and rescheduled it, which was wise because it turned out to be a fantastic day on the rescheduled day. Nobody would have showed up, including me, 
uh, for for the day we had originally scheduled. And you, do you know the effort that goes in? Oh yeah, to putting in a golf. It's tournament. a lot. So much work behind the scenes that when Mother Nature, mm, that's brutal. And you know the the problem is Jason is that Bill Taylor was the host of this thing. So you would think that, you know, the weather guy, and in his opening speech today, he said, maybe it was harder for me to come here than anybody because I got to live with all the comments. But I will say it was a full tournament. There were a lot of guys out there and girls. And so, you know, and as far as I know, everybody was still, we were the first ones to quit. Now, I don't know if anybody (laughs) followed us or not. but uh, All it takes is the first team to say, I'm done. And, And, you know, there are some teams out there that are fighting for that trophy. They want that prize and you know, the more bad teams that quit, the easier it is to get that tr- to get that prize. Well, we weren't in any danger of winning anything, I'll promise you that. The and, booby prize. Yeah, that maybe last place if yep. there was that. And it's funny because as we were leaving the clubhouse, the great volunteers that were there for Kinetic Kids were like, we're going to tell everybody y'all quit. I said, yeah, I'll tell them myself. <laughs> you don't have to tell them. I'm not embarrassed. I'm out. It's too cold. That's it. <laughs> and now I got to go to work. Yeah, I got to go to work. So it worked out. It worked out okay. So once I saw Rob's text and knew that I already quit, I said, "Yeah, why not?" You know. And well, and and then you look at okay. So Michael Jimenez calls in sick. <coughs> he had a bachelor weekend. His he wife. Did. His wife was out of town this weekend. Yeah. Surprisingly, I did not get a single. Text from Jimenez all weekend wanting to know where I was out drinking. Because <laughs> that's normally what happens. Yeah. He said, he told us he was going to do all kinds of spring cleaning all weekend. He asked to borrow like a 20-foot ladder. So different things like that. Although he never came to pick it up. But, you know, he supposedly was working, cleaning all weekend long. Apparently, the dude still has his Christmas tree up. Yeah, that's what he said. So, uh, you know, when he called in sick today, my first thought was he either fell down the ladder or he didn't do anything he told his wife he was going to do. And she comes home today. So he's got to get it all done before and she shows up. Either that or she beat the hell out of him. One of the two. And he didn't want to show his face. Right? It, it, all, all of that is all of that is certainly in play. And he was texting us photos of his dinner from last night, which could also. That's probably it. Um it didn't look good. It did not look good. No. Uh, I don't know why you would share that because, you know, if you're eating well, you want to share that. Sure. When you're eating crap, you just keep that to yourself and move on. Yeah, I, because you're just going to get abused, which he did. <laughs> and and so, you know, why why put yourself through that aggravation? I But he he, he did, but he's not here today. I'm not sure if he's got a cold, if he fell off a ladder, or he's busily trying to get all the chores done before his wife gets home today. Or but, he's, uh, he's he can't leave the toilet after that dinner. Or maybe it's a little all of the above. It could be. And if he was cleaning, and good Lord, his Christmas tree was still up, <laughs> the amount of dust that guy inhaled over the last two days, if he actually did that kind of work, we'll, we'll see. It, it could be one of those things. So it is halftime. It is. Which is different than the Blitz. Do we do the show as if Jimenez is doing it? Where, what does he talk? Is pop, it, pop it's culture sports, and pop culture, and nostalgia? Nostalgia. Which nostalgia to me is what is I like memories? Sure. I don't know. Is it memories? Is it like, um, 
you know, you look back fondly at something. I mean, I, I don't know if I've got the, the nostalgia definition down. Well, I'll tell you what. If you were watching HBO last night, you got a little bit of nostalgia with a new series called Winning Time, which is based off of a book that Jeff Perlman wrote called Showtime. It's about how the Lakers dynasty began when Jerry Buss bought the franchise. Mm-hmm. Now, Perlman is a fantastic award-winning author, New York Times bestseller. The He's written a number of books, including Boys Will Be Boys, which was on the Cowboys' White House years. I've uh, known Jeff for a long time. He'll be on the Blitz today at 6 o'clock, by the way. So they took his book that came out in 2014 and turned it into a series. Now, it's not a documentary. It's... It's it's a TV series based off of a book. So it's so, entertainment. It's entertainment. Okay. And it, episode one last night was entertaining. So how many episodes are there? I don't know. Not sure, huh? I have no idea. Okay. So it, where's this? <laughs> HBO? It's on HBO. Okay. I haven't seen it. I actually uh, saw a Van Halen cover band last night. I think that goes in the nostalgia category. I think so, too, because I was very nostalgic. And there were a lot of old people in there. You know, you posted some videos mm-hmm. from the cover band... And while they sounded okay, they kind of do a poor job of mimicking Van Halen. Well, the the guitar player mm-hmm. was the best part of the whole thing. He was he was pretty good. And with Van Halen music, you need a good guitar player. Sure, but generally with these tribute bands, they dress to look the part. And I yeah, was kind of no. I was kind of mm-hmm. glad I didn't see that kind of spandex. But at the same time, you know, spandex and hair. If it's Van Halen. If you're going to mimic Van Halen, there's certain things you have to have. Well, and, and they didn't have that. The singer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Well, you know, it went, I guess toward the end he came out shirtless, and I'm like, that was a bad idea. You know, it really was. I don't remember um, David Lee Roth doing that, but maybe he did because I, you know, I saw Van Halen several times when I was in high school, but um, I don't remember David Lee Roth doing that. The thing was, most of the songs were David Lee Roth songs. There okay. were a couple of Sammy Hagar's thrown in there that mm, I could take or leave. So you're a Van Halen fan. I am pre-Sammy Hagar. Yes. So you're not a Sammy that, Hagar Van Halen time. Not friend. necessarily. I mean, they had a couple. They had some songs that were okay, but no, I'm I'm a David Lee Roth guy. Okay. And so this guy tried to have the whole, ah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. David, you know, I'm so I yeah, can't, yeah. I can't do it. But it was loud as hell, and so my ears still are kind of you know, stopped up, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it wasn't a very big place that we were at, but, um, anyway, it was fun, man. It was fun. You know, you knew the songs you could sing and, and have a good time, had a couple of beers and, and it was, it was a good time. Sounds like a pretty good time on uh Facebook live, uh, Rudolph Renee. Renee says, uh, pretty sure David Lee Roth was shirtless in the jump video. Well, this guy wasn't shirtless during the jump song last night, but, um, uh, a couple of others toward the end, he he, uh, he was shirtless, and that was not a good idea. Um, it, you know, it really wasn't. I hate to break it to the guy, but it's like if you're trying to impress somebody, somebody was impressed. I guess it was partly just because he could play guitar. Well, he couldn't. The singer couldn't. So the singer didn't play guitar at the all. The singer didn't didn't play anything. You had a bass player, you had a guitar player, and the guitar player was pretty good because I mean, and I was t- I was trying to explain to my daughter. Right, how Eddie Van Halen may be the greatest guitar player of all time. 
It's possible. He's up there. Mm-hmm. He's in the top three. So she's going, well, Diego, which is her friend, and that's how I knew about it. Oh, okay. He's really good. I said, well, he's, he's good, but he's not Eddie Van Halen. And I said, <laughs> I bet you if you ask him about Eddie Van Halen, he'll tell you the same. But this guy was pretty good. I mean, he really was. I was impressed. So that, that was the best part of the show. Good. So, so you went to a band because she's kind of a friend of a... Yes. A friend of your daughter's. Yes. So she roped you into going out Sunday night and picking up the tab. That's true. I understand. That's awesome. That's I'm 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 down for that. But the show was good, so you know, I I was I was happy about that. And what was good is there was a mixture of old and young. So you're getting young people, you know, into Van Halen. I like the idea exactly that you've got a young band playing Van Halen music. Yeah. Of all the bands to try to make their bones doing i i I don't know to to say van halen tribute yeah um but again what what sold it for me was was the guitar player he was good enough that i had fun i was satisfied and the guitar player is friends with your daughter yes okay that's true and his name is diego diego all right navira emilio's Uh, son oh is it really absolutely yeah and and both of them well wait a minute wait so emilio's son yes is in this band yes You've been in the news business a whole long time, man, and 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 you you kind of missed the lead on that. Oh well, sorry. So clearly, I, I the to... kid has some chops well, and some musical influence. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, his dad was uh, was a good musician. Obviously, both kids. There's two of them, uh-huh. and uh, one plays the drums, the other the guitar. Okay. They used to have a band, and how my daughter hooked up with these guys. They used to have a band called Ready Revolution. Okay. And I guess that music didn't work out too well for him or, or they just decided to make sure. a change but now this uh this show was good so i was i was i was pleased you know all these musicians a gig is a gig yeah right i i i mean you look at all the different things that are out there like i went and saw uh marcy grace on saturday night out yeah. at thirsty horse and she was opening for a band called kinfo i'd never heard of them before they were fantastic and you know that they've been and a gazillion different bands throughout their whole life. Right. You know, is so you talk nostalgia. There's a great Texas singer-songwriter named Kevin Fowler. Yeah. Right? You've heard of Kevin sure. Fowler. Sure. Absolutely. Kevin Fowler got a start in a heavy metal band back in the day called Dangerous Toys. Oh, wow. Okay. You would okay. not look at Fowler today and no. go, dude, you were in Dangerous Toys. I right? would have never but, thought but that. But that's, that's kind of how... How it all works. A, a gig is a gig. I know a guy named Rich O'Toole, another Texas uh, country singer-songwriter, he's been taking a beating on social media the last couple of days because he's playing a gig or played a gig for Greg Abbott. Well, dude, it's a gig. It's a gig. And, and He got you know, paid. It, it, he's getting paid, but... Because he played for the governor, it gets very political from the you know fans that are anti-governor. I mean, I'm thinking a gig is a gig, paycheck is a paycheck, now, and you you know you you sit there and you go, I don't care if I'm playing a Van Halen cover band on a Sunday night because I'm going to get a couple of dollars there, and then next Friday I'm playing my own music, doing my own thing. A gig is a gig. I would like for everybody that complains about somebody doing a gig for somebody they don't like. Would you turn down the money because you don't like that guy? No. And I guarantee you 90% of them would not. But it's easy to get on social media and blast somebody for doing that. That, that's, that drives me insane. It, it, well, it does because, again, no matter what your political affiliation is, chances are you work with somebody that thinks and votes differently. 
Absolutely. I, and, and probably if you work in a company, your boss probably thinks differently than you do. Absolutely. But you're still drawing a paycheck and working for that guy or girl. Well, and I think the fact that you can have the relationship and do both, Greg Popovich and the Holt family, right. it, it doesn't get more yeah. uh, visible or different than those two. That's Yet exactly you can have right. the working relationship and have intelligent, yeah. intelligent conversations uh, and not go, well, you know, I, I mean, imagine all the people hammering uh, Rich going, all right, what are you going to do? Yeah. Go quit your job? No. No. No, you're going you're gonna to keep your job. And of course you, you are. You get a gig especially for all these guys that went a year and a half, two years without a gig yep. because there was nowhere to play. That's right. Go make all the money you can. Go do it. You look around right now, and local scene is one thing. Look at all the national bands that are on tour at the same time. Yeah. As a professional concert goer, like I am, I'm going, holy crap, how much money am I going to spend this year (laughs) on concert tickets? Well, for two years, I didn't spend any. But it's weird to see so many bands that I want to go see on tour at the same time. Well, they, I mean, they're out. Like you say, I mean, Everybody's what are they going to do? They've, they've got to get out. Pent up. To, that's, it's got, exactly right. So um, I don't know. You know, work is work. Everybody's got to do it. We all need money to pay bills and eat. So, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make any difference. And I wish they would stop hammering this guy. And hopefully he just gave him the good old number one and said, I got paid. I'm going on to my next gig. I got half a piece on. That's Ab- exactly absolutely, right. man. I got paid. I'm moving on. Uh, and, and that's what you have to do. But it's just fun seeing all the different bands that are out there doing uh, the different thing. I'm glad you had fun last night. It was had a great time. odd to see you out on a Sunday night. You know, it was, and, and we, we debated on whether to go. First of all, there was no cover, so that was good. So <laughs> you only had to bastard. pay for the drinks, I know. <laughs> not, that, not that that would have, you know... Uh-huh inhibited anything but um that that was kind of nice so we and we got there a little early so we had great seats and it got crowded I, i'll give them credit there were a lot of people in there so um it, it was good sunday night sunday live night. music that's right there you go uh-huh. so it's what it's about now. i can't wait to do it on a tuesday night so on when t- we do what's on tap this week i'm i'm circling something do we now that you're retired from the TV life, <laughs> do we need to move what's on tap to Monday or Tuesday maybe, to plan your week? Maybe we do because we did it last week, and you knew that. You know, I, although I don't know what's going on on a Tuesday, I'm sure there's something. It's got to be something. Well, you know, Fat Tuesday was different. There was a lot of stuff going sure. on on Fat Tuesday, so I don't know. I just I I, I don't even care if it's good. I just want to do it. You just don't want to be home. I just well, no, I I don't mind being home, but I just want to do it to say, I can, hey, I can do this now. All right. So we need something on a Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday's good. Friday. Friday, we're busy. Friday, we're going to be out at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar, the medical center location. You brought in a whole bunch of ties today. I brought in a bunch, yeah. We're going to destroy on Friday your return to radio party. But the good news is, from what I understand, the listeners can come down there and destroy the ties, but there are going to be prizes in there. Yes, Yes, so that's that's the good news. Yeah. It's not just destroying a tie. Could be Kevin Hart tickets. Could be. Could be Taste of the North Sign wow. tickets. There's all kinds of stuff that we're going to put in the ties so you as the listener will have a chance. Wait, I haven't gone to a meeting to figure out what we're going to be doing yet other than what I've seen on email. I just got an email from Jasmine this week. said, can you please bring in some ties on Monday? So I do what I'm told. I brought them in. Fair enough. 
<laughs> Friday, 4 to 7 and beyond out at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar. And beyond. The Medical Center location. Yeah. That's going to be fun. It is going to be a lot yeah. of fun on Friday and lots to talk about. You know, you, you look at where we are in, you know, I mentioned Pop, the Spurs. What an awful loss on Saturday. Yeah, it was. I, and that stat, Jason, have you seen that? Oh, stat, oh and 33. When they're trailing, trailing after, after three, three quarters. How by accident do you don't just trip into a win? I don't know. I, I I I look at where the Spurs are. Now, in the spirit of Michael Jimenez, who was out today here on halftime, he would be all about tank. And as I've said throughout this whole season, you don't have to be on Team Tank. No. This team just isn't good enough. Apparently not. But you are getting very close to the point, and I don't know that we're there yet, where... The Spurs front office will make the decision on how they want to play out the rest of the year. Because when you look at it right now, as well as New Orleans is playing, the decision is going to be made for them. And then at some point, at some point, you're going to see the front office go, okay, you know, we're waving the white towel on this. You don't have to be on Team Tank. Yet you could be like, oh, they're just not good enough. That's yeah, so just I, not good enough. And I think you're right. I don't think it really matters at, at this point in time. And, and and I held with them as long as I could. But they've lost four in a row now. And the problem is we, we've been talking, and I, and I keep hearing it, and I've been saying it as well. Well, if the Spurs win tonight, Pop ties the record. Mm-hmm. If the Spurs win tonight. <laughs> and so far since we've been saying that, he hasn't. they haven't won a, a game. And tonight they're banged up. They're going to have some guys probably not going to play. Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell not going to play tonight because they're sick. So there must be some kind of something going around these days mm-hmm. that everybody's sick. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't look good. And the Lakers, who knows? I mean, that could be a winnable ball game unless LeBron goes off for 50 again. Although, if you look at what LeBron did the other night against Golden State, yeah. and, and that's what makes them dangerous. It, it It's funny because the Lakers need the play-in tournament. And I heard this when I was driving in on Greeny, whoever's filling in for for, uh, Greeny today. LeBron actually said, and I'd forgotten about this, but they played the clip. He hated the idea of the play-in tournament and thought whoever came up with it should be fired. I remember that. I had forgotten about it until I I was reminded of it today. Now he's going to have the play-in tournament as as an advantage. And if they get healthy, it's LeBron. You, You never know. But as I look at where the standings are, there needs to be some adjustments to this play-in tournament. The fact that the eighth-place team right now is four and a half games ahead of the ninth-place team, Lakers. And the Clippers are two more games back from that. Why give those teams an opportunity? Should they adjust the play-in tournament to if you're within three games, if you're within two games or five games, but the idea that the 10th place team, the final play-in team, is six back of the eighth, that just doesn't almost seem right or fair that they would have the opportunity at the play-in. Yeah, but what it's doing, and it's achieving what they hoped for, because typically 
fans of the New Orleans Pelicans would be thinking about the draft right now or the sure, lottery. Sure. But now they're thinking about, hey, we've got an opportunity. We're playing well. We get in the play-in tournament. Things click. Guess what? We might make it into the playoffs. Same thing with the with the Timberwolves. Uh, and so and and even as Spurs fans, we're still talking about that. That there's an opportunity sure. for them to get in that play. So it keeps the excitement for teams that in previous years would have been out of it. And you've got nothing else to talk about but the NBA draft and the lottery. Oak City and Houston, they know they don't have a shot. Right. Sacramento, San Antonio, Portland, slight chance. Yeah, but, slight chance. Spurs are now, what, three games back of the Pelicans for that 10th spot. Mm-hmm. And depending on how things go today, tonight against the Lakers, it's going to be interesting. But it almost seems it's like the, 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 the one-game playoff in baseball. I like the idea of the play-in tournament. But at some point, the Clippers have earned the eight seed. It's not like there's a battle in the in the standings are so close. We need the play-in tournament to determine who really is going to get destroyed by the one seed. There's just some bad teams in the NBA right now. There's some really good ones, and then there's some really bad ones, especially in the West. In the West, yeah. Well, I mean, you could you can always say that in the East, and because there's always some bad teams in the East as well. But you know, when you're looking at Phoenix and Golden State and Memphis, I'll throw Memphis in there. Utah, mm, not, not really sold on the Utah Jazz, but the top three teams right now, I would say any one of those teams could get on a roll, and, and win this thing. You know, when you, you look over on the East, I mean, Washington is right there, two games back of Atlanta for the 10th spot, but then you look at where the Knicks and the Pacers are, uh, Detroit and Orlando, they're so far back, they don't have a chance. But I do think when it comes to San Antonio, as I've said all along, you don't have to root for Tank. You set your sights on the play-in. Yeah. They're just not good enough. No, they're and, not. And they're during not. this four-game losing, like if they made the tournament, good, I'm happy. They don't make it. All right, but at some point you're going to go, okay, let's secure the lottery. Let's figure out, get some young guys more playing time. I don't know that they're there yet, but they're a lot closer to that decision than anything, and that has nothing to do with tanking. And I think what this shows Spurs fans, or at least I hope it does, although I, I end up pulling my hair out with Spurs fans right now, <laughs> um, that, you know what, you, you still need some veteran presence. Mm-hmm. You need some veteran leadership. You know, it's funny to me, and I hear Spurs say it was all Derek White's fault. That was the problem. Now they've turned on Doug McDermott. So I'm seeing that now. That Spurs, now it's Doug. Why is he still starting? Why is he doing this? There's always a villain somewhere well, right? Sure. that's holding this team back. Sure. So now it's Doug McDermott. Uh-huh. They got rid of Derek White. Everybody was happy for a minute. Now it's Doug McDermott. You know the only common thing there? What's that? Both names start with uh, D. Yeah, must be. I, I just don't I don't get it, and I never will. It's unbelievable. It's halftime here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Jimenez is out sick today. He's Ryan Eagle. I'm Minix. You want to be a part of the show? Easy to do on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines, 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776. Giving you an excuse for a long lunch break. This is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Talk. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Halftime here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He is Joe Ryan I'm Jason Menix. Jimenez called in sick today. He did. 
We don't know why or what he's got, but uh, he's a little under the weather today. He is, which is fine. You know, we all have sick days, and if you know, if you're not feeling well, stay home. <laughs> I agree. If you fell off a ladder, cleaning stuff up. Maybe you were watching the combine and thought you could improve your forty time that you totally uh, whiffed on in the parking lot. You tried to and you hurt yourself. Whatever. I mean, Jimenez is out today. How much uh, combine did you watch this weekend? None. None. I didn't watch any. Wow. Although I did see Tariq Woolen yeah. and his magical performance. I didn't see it live, but I certainly got to it as quickly as I could. He put in an incredible time in the 40, in his vertical, like everything. Like we knew he was going to get drafted. He was one of those players. Sure. Nothing but completely helped his stock. Uh, hopefully he'll be on the blitz with us. Um it, not today, probably tomorrow, because he's traveling back from Indianapolis today. But overall, that's a kid that went out there and helped himself. Uh, nice to see three UTSA Roadrunners yeah. in this year's Combine. You know, uh, Sincere looked phenomenal. And that jump cut that he does. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he he was solid. I, I mean, just overall a good weekend watching some of the quarterbacks throw. It, it's just an interesting time. For the draft, what is likely the last in Indianapolis, because you know Jerry wants it to end up in Dallas, and it likely will. But the news coming out of the Combine, which has almost become bigger than the event itself. I agree. Because every coach and every GM, they talk to the media. They do, yep. The amount of news coming out of the Cowboys organization (laughs) is ridiculous right now. Even for the Dallas Cowboys, which is known to have a leaky boat. But the fact that we learn during the combine that they're likely to get rid of Amari Cooper. And then yesterday, the big news, they have apparently asked Marcus Lawrence to take a pay cut. And shocker, he said no. He said no. So the Cowboys now might lose both of those guys. Well, I mean, that was kind of the talk anyway, is that those guys would probably not be around. It'll be interesting because, you know, the same thing happened to DeMarcus Ware. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys asked him the same thing. He didn't do it, so they cut him, which I, I was devastated. DeMarcus Ware may be one of my favorite players of all time. I love that guy. So I was I was really upset. And then I was happy, you know, he landed in Denver. So um, the the problem the Cowboys have, if they do let those two guys go, I mean – they're not going to stay unemployed long. No. E- either one of them. I-, I look at Demarcus Lawrence. Now, the idea of negotiating in the media is one thing. You basically lose all your leverage in any trade talks when other teams know that you've already made the decision. You'll walk away from them. That's the disappointing thing that the front office has allowed this part to get out. But it is on par for what happens with the Dallas Cowboys. Same thing with restructuring Dak's contract to free up some additional cap space, which is a smart thing to do. And, you know, looking on Twitter over the weekend, a lot of people not liking the idea of restructuring deals because you're pushing it down the road, but it's actually not a bad idea because the cap is only going to continue to go up when those new TV contracts kick in and all the gambling money that's coming in. So the... $5 $5 million cap hit this year isn't going to be the same as the $5 million cap 
next year. It, it, it's not going to be the same numbers. So pushing them down a couple, three no, years. fine. It's the way it's I, done. I, that's the way, the, it's the way it needs to yeah. be done, depending on what you're using that additional free money with. I just wonder why, because um, in looking at all of this, the Cowboys have the ability to rework DeMarcus Lawrence's contract, similar to what they did with Dak Prescott. So I'm wondering, was this the first, you know, shot over the bow, if you will, say, hey, we need you to take a pay cut. Will you do that? No. So is the next negotiating tactic going to be, well, let's restructure it. We don't want to lose you. Let's restructure your contract. Yeah, I'm trying to think what DeMarcus has left on his contract as I, as I Google that. The, I, I just wonder, the production this year, and this year alone, because he, he's been solid as far as the amount of games that he's been able to play. This year, spent a lot of time hurt, and, and that happens. And it always sucks when that happens, when it's your year to go get paid, right? But you, you look at the number of games that he has played and, and what he has done throughout his career, you, you look at him and say, all right, he's he's a guy that... Seven games, 16, 9, 16, 16, 16, 16, and 7 this year. So all his years in the NFL, his first year he only played in 7 games. 2016 he played in 9. This year only played in 7. But he had four straight years of playing all 16 games. Well, but and that's good, but you got to look at the here and now. Mm-hmm. So do they, are the Cowboys saying that maybe... D-Law is injury-prone now. He's, what, 29 years old, I think, so he's still a young man, relatively speaking. But, you know, maybe maybe that's what they're gambling on. Maybe D-Law's best years are behind him, and his productive years are behind him. The way I'm looking at this, he signed a five-year deal back in 2019, so he's two years left on his on his current deal is, is the way I'm seeing this. So... They could rework it, maybe throw in another year or two. I don't know. It, it, depending on whether they want to keep D-Law around. And apparently they do. They just want him at a cheaper price. You know, the the bad part is the cap hit money. You know, the $25 million cap hit uh, that, that's coming up that's only going to get bigger as it goes down. So... You know, you rework the deal, and, and this is what I don't understand about what Stephen Jones does sometimes. You know, you look at the Zeke contract, they were over a barrel and they got it done. I don't. I still don't understand the Jalen contract when he got it, other than it was good for the team, good for morale, and they wanted to get a win. They wanted right. to celebrate, and by all measures, they got a bargain at the time the deal was signed. Yes. And then he went downhill after he got paid. Mm-hmm. And what is he, $7 million on the cap this year? Yeah, something like to that. To not even yeah. play for the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, uh, the Amari Cooper deal, you knew you had to make that contract work at the numbers it was going to be when you traded for him in the middle of a year. You knew when you got him from the Raiders that he was going to get that kind of money. How do you not budget around that, knowing you're going to pay Dak? And even the Dak situation, you tagged him and you tagged him, and ultimately he got exactly what he wanted. 
I think teams just do this, Jason. I don't think they look long-term sometimes because of the way the contracts can be manipulated. I'm, I like the Green Bay Packers right now, and apparently they've offered Aaron Rodgers an enormous contract, but they're $27 million over the cap. So I don't think this is, is something that's just unique to the Dallas Cowboys. I think a lot of teams say, you know, we're doing this this year. We'll worry about next year, next year, and so on and so forth. And I think that's what happens. So the whole budgeting thing, I'm, I'm just not sure it exists anymore in the NFL. It, again, kick the can down the road. Yeah. Rob Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. You're going to have five guys on your team that have ridiculous amounts of money. Another 10 to 12 guys that are never going to have to work the rest of your life. And then the rest of them have to be smart with their money. Right. And that's how you build a franchise. Now, you look at what the Rams did this year. They went all in. Uh, the Bucks the year before go all in mm-hmm. to go win a Super Bowl. And it's worked two years in a row. It has. And the Cowboys are saying that's not what we're going to do. Would you trade it all if you're a Cowboy fan? I'm not worried about the cap five years from now. I'm not. I, we'll worry about it when we get there. Right now, we've got a window, and I don't know that our window looks any wider if we let Amari Cooper walk and we let Demarcus Lawrence walk. Now, if you let D. Law walk, you better be able to resign Randy Gregory. You're letting Cooper walk. You better make sure you're going to resign Michael Gallup, and that dude's going to be healthy and recovered and and ready because when you have an embarrassment of riches of talent and do nothing with it and get bounced in the first round, you don't lose Cooper and D-Law and say you got better. No, and and again, and when we've talked about this, I think that the, the Cowboys' big window of opportunity was this year. It was this year. They're going to have some issues, and it's not just the guys that we've been talking about. I mean, Leighton Vander Esch is another guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you're talking about gutting that defense in, in a lot of ways, and they've got some some defensive backs that are are uh, free agents this year. So they've got some issues and some problems that they need to fix. I think that window's closed. Closed? Not completely. Oh, okay. But it's certainly it's it's halfway more closed now than it was just three months ago. Now we haven't started any roster manipulation yet. So if we let these guys walk, we don't see what's replacing yet. So we True. have no idea. It, it to say that it's close, but as it looks right now, the Cowboys didn't make any changes to their staff, and from the roster standpoint, it looks like our better players are going to play somewhere else. It does. So, and you just hope that's not so. It's hard. The Giants or the Commanders or the Eagles. Hard to say that on the seventh of March, looking into this upcoming season, this team is going to be better than the one that finished last season. I don't think there's any way you do that. Here's my problem with the whole Stephen Jones thing and not going with the, the Rams or Bucks philosophy. You haven't won a championship in over 25 years. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Do something different. Exactly. I mean, do something different. Hey, it worked for two teams two years in a row. Why not just say the heck with it? We'll deal with the cap down the road. If it screws us in five years, so what? But guess what? We got another trophy in the trophy case. If you're Jerry Jones, who is on record a gazillion times of saying that he wants another trophy before he dies, yeah, that he would 
write an ungodly check absolutely if the league would allow him <laughs> to win another one that's right we've seen two years in a row teams do that successfully why wouldn't you because i don't know your philosophy for the last 25 years has come up empty it ain't working it ain't working so why not and if you're jerry i can't believe i'm about to say this because oh, I know Jerry does drum say roll, this. please. Oh well, no. If you're Jerry, <laughs> who gives a damn the damage you're going to do right? in ten years? Your kids are going to be left to clean up the exactly. mess. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. If you if you want to win one, go all in. I agree. Go, go do what you have to do to get the right players. And and in my mind right now, that's I don't care what a, a free agent tackle or guard might say. They're they're, they're worth every penny right now. Because you've got the skill position, guys. You started this process building your offensive line. And in San Antonio, we know you could have 10 good years of foundation, but at some point, you're going to have to repair your foundation. You're going to have that, to. That's that South Texas soil. Sure. Right? That foundation needs repairing. It does. You know, you've got everything else now seemingly in place, but where it all started needs a lot of work right now. Go overspend on that offensive line. I'm good with that. I'm good with that too. They're going to have to. I'm sure Dak Prescott is good with that too because he he wants and Zeke Elliott for that matter would like a revamped offensive line. But again, Jason, they've got some issues that they're going to have to work out. And I, I know it's early, and um, you know we'll have to see what they do and what kind of moves they make. But they've got a bunch of free agents that are there. Some of those guys are not going to be there next year. They're going to be elsewhere. Now, who those guys are, I don't know. You can't re-sign them all. It's impossible. No. So, and some of them have priced their way that's out true. of what the Cowboys can afford, and that's fine. And, you know, the talk now is Dalton Schultz is your franchise tag guy. They've got to make that decision by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, you know, who else is eligible for that tag. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Because it's a tight end, it's not expensive like no, some other not. tags. But if you're going to give Dalton Schultz the tag, Sign them to a three- or four-year deal so you could spread that signing bonus cap hit out because Dalton Schultz is not worthy of about $12 million against your cap in one season. And they can do that. That's the beauty of the franchise tag. You can sign a player to the tag and continue to negotiate yep. a long-term deal. So maybe that's the Cowboys' plan. I don't know. But what I see, and again, you know I'm a big fan of Jerry Jones. I love the guy. Yep, I love yep. the way he treats the media. I love it. But running a football team, and it looks like Steven is following in his footsteps. Although I give Jerry a lot of credit because this team this year was built to win a Super Bowl, and they just did not get it done. Came up short. It's halftime here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. Get home with me and Joe Reinagle this afternoon, 4 till 7. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. A little extra helping of the Blitz on this Monday. Lucky you on a Monday. He's Reinagle, I'm Minix. <laughs> it's halftime. Jimenez is out sick. And he always says, you know, come have lunch with me. So we're working. It's lunchtime. Right. You know, our schedules got completely derailed when he called in sick. Yeah. So I brought in some leftover uh, beef ribs that I did yesterday, mm -hmm. some of those big old dino ribs. Something I have not noticed that we're missing here at the radio station. 
But apparently, some of our COVID cutbacks, we had to let one of our microwaves go. <laughs> there used to be two microwaves in the kitchen. So during the commercial break, I went down the hall. I was going to heat up the, the, the beef ribs. And Dennis Foley from KTSA has got some very nice-looking cauliflower something or other healthy choice meal. Nice. That still had like four minutes to go. Ugh. And I was like, well, where's the other microwave? I, did, I have not realized since we've been back that we are down a microwave in the in the kitchen. Did the microwave demand a new contract? Probably. <laughs> and, you know, we had to put it on waivers. I guess so. We <laughs> cut you. I did not know we were. Wow. We used to have two. Now we have one. And you find out at the worst possible time. I heard about a microwave just signed a new contract with the Salvation Army. Maybe that's uh, everything turned out okay. It's doing the most good over there, then. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. So we'll have to wait on a little bit of lunch in the middle of the day. Just like we're having to wait on the start of Major League Baseball. Day Ugh. 96 of the lockout. Both sides saying the other side's not doing what they need to do. Both sides are saying, I'm conceding. I'm not, you're not, but we're, we're close to losing another week of the regular season. It, it looks that way. There had been some agreement, though, right? It, it, I think the players' uh, union had accepted the, the clock, the pitching clock, that were, which I hate, by the way. I can't <laughs> stand that. Um, but there were some other concessions, too, I thought. So a bigger I, basis. Yeah. What the what? hell does that do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> bigger basis. Bigger basis. You know, I saw that the first time. I don't, what the hell do you... We're we arguing at? over bigger basis? Is this T-ball? <laughs> I mean, that sounds like something t some 10-year-olds would argue about. <laughs> I'm not sure what... If somebody knows that, please it, it, explain it to me because I have no clue. It adds excitement to the game because more runners are going to get on. That's it. It's the only thing it can be. It's amazing to me. I, how much bigger? I, I don't know. You know, the problem is, Jason, this fascination with bigger is better. You know, you can take that a little too far sometimes. Every inch matters. <laughs> and if you added a, you know, a, an inch to the base, right. how many bang-bang plays would end up being safe and now you got a runner on? Well, typically when you... Add you get a lot of bang bang plays, so that's, that's that's good. That's what they're that's what they're looking for. The uh, 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 bigger bases, all right. The pitch count, uh, the pitch clock. I'm down with that. I hate that. I really do. Now, you know, some pitchers take advantage and they go too long, but I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. And I guess it's going to be different if there are runners on base than if there aren't runners on base. It's going to be confusing as hell. So it's going to save about 20 minutes is the is the projection. Or some minor league teams, I guess, did that. Well, and, and again, 20 minutes. 20 minutes doesn't seem like a whole lot. I If I'm watching a great game, give me a score. Two to one, good pitcher's duel. Uh, 12 to 10. And you get a whole lot of offense. If I'm watching a good game, I don't give a damn how long it's taken. If if I'm if if I'm if it's a bad game, it's nine to one in the sixth inning, and I'm on, I'm gone anyway. Right. So it doesn't matter about the length of time it takes. Although when we get into postseason baseball, a game that starts at seven that ends at eleven thirty, I could see where they're like, we've got to shorten this up. But that's because the manager has decided before the game 
when the reliever is 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 going to come in. It, it's that kind of stuff that that bothers me. But trying to cut down twenty minutes of a game on average. If it's good baseball, I don't care. If it's bad baseball, I'm gone if I'm watching on television. I think it depends on the sport. Now, the NFL has got it down. Mm -hmm. What's a typical NFL game? Maybe three hours? Yeah. Something like that. College football, on the other hand, is outrageous. How many times have you gone, and I'm not picking on UTSA, but I'm going to use them as an example, gone to a UTSA game that kicks off at 6, and you're walking out of the dome about 11? Yeah. Most of those games go about four hours. Yeah, Texas Tech games. Yeah, five. Yeah. So, and nobody seems to complain about that. If it's good, and that's and that's the thing. Like we used to carry Texas Tech games on this station, right? We don't anymore. One of the problems, though, is a college football clock, if you will. the The idea of what you put in on the uh, on the industry side that says your commercial breaks in your time and your schedule in three hour windows, Texas tech games would go five. Sure. And, and it screws everything up for the rest of the weekend. We could adjust that, but there's so much inconsistency. But if you get a team that passes a lot, like high school football, I know if I'm doing a league game, Danny close is going to try to throw it 70 times in the game, right? That game is going to take three and a half hours. I know that going in. Don't you have some pull with Danny? There. There's some games where, you know, depending on who's playing, you might be out of there in two and a half because neither team throws the ball a lot. Right. Uh, running teams, there are a lot of high school games like that. And and some of those games, I mean, made it difficult on a Friday night when you're trying to put together a show. But what I don't like, what I would like to see changed, now baseball's a different animal, but college football, why does the clock have to stop after every first down? What's the point of that? Because well, that's how it's always been done. I, I just I don't I don't get it. You know I understand, um, you know stopping the clock and going out of bounds and all that stuff. The NFL has really done a good job in my mind of of revamping all of that. Go out of bounds, the clock stops, but then it starts once the ball's set, yeah. set and ready to go. So I would like to see something like that in college football as well, because four four and a half hour games. I mean, and the only way to do that is the clock keeps running. In, until you get, say, the final three minutes of a half or two minutes of a right, half, right? Uh, end of a, you know, some something along those yeah. lines. You know, clock runs on certain situations, like after a first down, or if you go out of bounds, or the way it's getting incomplete passes aren't going to stop the clock anymore. No. In certain situations, I don't know what the answer is, but you're right. College football, but again, if it's good, it, it's good. And you know, a commenter on our on our live stream. Uh, Just Wingett talked about the downtime in baseball. There is no downtime in football. And that makes the passage of time seem so much longer when you're watching a baseball game versus watching a football game. I, I guess. Look, for, for you and I and maybe even Just Wingett, you know, they're not concerned about us because we're going to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. What they're concerned about are the, and especially baseball, is the young people coming up mm-hmm. that – you know, need two microwaves and and want their meal done in thirty seconds, and um, you know th- that's what they want. And so they're trying to speed up the game for those people, not you and I. Although you too, that's why soccer is so popular. It's got a clock. You know, you're in and out, dude. I'm going to irritate some people right now. Here we go. Soccer is like watching grass grow. I'm telling you right now, 
The first time I ever covered a soccer game, I was in New Braunfels. Get off my lawn. <laughs> and I sat out there covering this thing. I think it ended up one nothing. One nil. Okay, one nil. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Yep. We'll There's have grass grow. More on Joe's love of soccer. Yes. As I like to call it, cross country with a ball. As we continue <laughs> on halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. It is halftime here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe I'm Jason Minnick. Jimenez called in sick today. He did. So you are stuck with us for your lunchtime entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> We're finally getting to eat something, too. Yeah, those are good. You uh, cooked those yesterday? Yeah, the uh, nice. the, the beef, uh, the dino ribs. Very nice. Yeah, Always very tasty. though, when you heat them up in a microwave. Yeah. Very tasty, though. It's good. Yeah. It's a good rub. They're, I don't know. This problem, now they're all cut up. I seasoned one with... Uh, Come and take it, which is Pinkerton's yeah. beef rub, and the other one with uh, Gulf Coast Smoke, their Southern Bell, which is their beef rub. But they're both fantastic. Haven't had a chance to use my uh, Gulf Coast rubs, yeah, because I'm not barbecuing a lot right now as we're redoing some things. But I barbecued some fajitas, but I got those at Tri County. So you got their season. They ones? were already seasoned. Yeah, they're right? the best. So they're they're awesome. So. They, they really are. In fact, I went into Tri County on Saturday, and lady was like, "Saw Joe Reinagle came in earlier today." Oh, how about that? <laughs> yeah. And oh, by the way, I got a bone to pick with you. There's a sign up there. Yeah. And it's only got your name on it. Wait, what? Yeah, you oh, heard that's me. Right. We've got to fix that. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Join Jason Minix on the Blitz. I'm like, wait a minute. We're chop liver. I'm chop liver here. <laughs> well, we, I'm glad you said that. I forgot about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get that fixed. It was good to go in it, there. It also says 94.5, so we definitely have to get that fixed. We got to get that fixed. But we went in there because Maggie has become a huge fan of the kielbasa jalapeno sausage. Mm-hmm. She loves it. Mm-hmm. So we went in there and bought several packs of that. You know... Um, because they don't sell, like, Kielbasa has so many great sausage flavors. Right. Some are at HEB, some are at Walmart, some are at Costco. Yeah. Right? The, yeah. I mean, they're, but not everybody has all the same flavors. At Tri-County, you can you can get the jalapeno beef one, but also yeah. their chicken sausage. Oh, really? Try the uh, green chili and hatch chicken sausage. Okay. It's incredible. Well, I didn't see that. It, but it's incredible. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan of it. Mm-hmm. But now that she is, even better. We can buy more. Even even better. You know, saying Joe Ryan was in earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> so we were. She was telling you the truth. We were in there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people asked on social media, the the beef ribs always at Tri County. Yeah, I mean, and and one of the great things, like I just did two big ribs as opposed to getting the um, plate where you, you, there's either three or four. It was just my wife and I. Right. And quite honestly, you could probably, I, we as a couple could do one and be fine, but it's just a lot of work and time for one. Yeah. So you do two. I was going to take the leftovers and save them for burnt ends, but when we had to come to work today, I was like, all right, well, 
so much for burnt ends. Well, I appreciate you bringing that in, so that's no, good. I'm, I'm going to be hungry and at yeah. some point during the show. But that's the great thing with these beef ribs or with... Because I did some burnt ends the other day, and you were like, what are burnt ends? And, yeah. You know, it's just kind of kind of like your leftover brisket or beef ribs, cube them up, save them, and then you can make them in. They're I saw that. There, meat there was candy. A, I'm going to tell you, there was a whole video you were watching mm-hmm. on these burnt ends, and they look great. So I haven't I haven't seen yours yet, but the video looked fabulous. They, they were fantastic. There were no leftovers, none. So okay. The, the but that's like when you do like this, you know. I don't know how many of the three and a half pounds of beef I cooked yesterday. Maybe under a pound left, right? So that's the leftovers. So I mean, when you're doing your burn ends, when it's like I said, for a couple, you don't need a lot, right? It's just fun to do. As we get ready for, I'm looking forward barbecue to barbecue season. Looking forward to that, yeah. As uh, we get into barbecue season, and I get my little outdoor area fixed up and ready to roll. So I'm I'm looking forward to. We'll we'll duel I'm head good. to head I'm, barbecue. I'm, I'm good with that. Traeger to Traeger. Well, let's do it. <laughs> Bring it on. You got to get your Traeger first. I know it. I know it. I'm going to. Once I have a place for it, once everything's done, you know what's weird. Homeowners associations. They suck. They Well, that, yes. They and suck. And they drag their feet. It's just like slow. So they're, so all your plans for your backyard. Yeah. And this is what drives me nuts mm-hmm. about an HOA. Why do they get to control your backyard, too? I, I don't get it. Because as long as you know you're not sticking something up that the rest of the neighborhood can see, and yeah. and we're not doing that. So, but yeah, they've got to approve all the plans, and it drives you nuts. And they take forever to do it. Plus, we had to pay them forty five bucks for the honor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, dang. Mm-hmm. Hoa, whoever decided that the world needed hoas, and I understand the need for hoas. Don't get me wrong, uh, but at the same time, they have way too much power, and they're generally the people that are on the board are the people you don't want on the board, but they're the ones that have the time for it. Right. Like our HOA made the news not long ago because some idiot decided we needed all these speed bumps put in, and whoever they hired apparently had never put in a speed bump before. These things were disastrous, and about a week later, they were gone. Yeah, my brother, who lives in your neighborhood, uh-huh. uh, was uh, livid. All of us. Uh, yeah. Everybody was, because what they put in, none of it made sense. Yeah. And all the speed bumps, and they didn't follow any any of the speed bump rules. They they were only in the first part of the, the neighborhood, not at the back part, because apparently nobody gets past them all in speeds throughout the rest <laughs> of the neighborhood, right? But all where, oh, the bored people live. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and the problem, as he described it, my sister-in-law's car is too low to the ground. It was scraping every yeah, time she'd go over Everybody's it. was. Yeah. It was, it was a nightmare. It was ridiculous. Well, I'm glad they did the right thing and took them out. Yes. Because, you know, whatever you pay to your homeowners, you not only paid to put those in, you also paid to take them out. We did. <laughs> so, yeah. But based on the work, I don't think we paid much. <laughs> <laughs> and they were uneven. They were disgusting. Well, I'm it glad was, they're out of there. It was, yeah, yeah, trust me. You would have uh, hated when we were doing the show in the kitchen, coming to the house, 
with those there. Uh, is there a, a speeding problem in your neighborhood? No. I didn't. I, I, not, yeah. not more than any other neighborhood. Right. I, I mean, not enough, I don't think, to, to warrant that. Of course, not that our HOA did a traffic study to determine that they were necessary. None of that was done. They just had a meeting one day and said, hey, this will be a good idea. I'm Let's sure vote. there's one or two kids or a minix that might drive a little too fast. <laughs> you know, the biggest problem that we have in, in, in our neighborhood that I see on a pretty regular basis is when you come when you're coming through the neighborhood, there's the there's a stop sign uh, after a pretty good straightaway. OK. And most roll through that. You ah. slow down and keep going. Yeah. And I'm probably guilty of that as well. Sure. And then there's another one. There's a three-way where, you know, if you're turning right, you kind of slow down and roll through that one. There are more suggestions than actual stuff. I think signs. everybody does that. Everybody does that. Everybody. Everybody yeah. does that. It's kind of what it, what it works out to. Did, um, so this weekend, you, you said you didn't watch a lot of Combine. No. Did you watch any college basketball? I've watched a little bit of the Duke North Carolina game. I've never been a Duke fan. Yeah. But I was a Duke fan for a while on Saturday. And then I became the biggest North Carolina fan in the end. I, I, I so appreciate everything that they did for Coach K. Sure. And the celebration and all the, the, the game day, all of that. I, I was all in on you know, the end of this great legacy and, and the 42 years and everything about it. But when North Carolina started to pull away, I was so happy that they rained on his parade. The The pressure on that basketball team that day had to have been enormous mm -hmm. because obviously they feel bad that they lost the game. It's his last game there, um, you know, regular season game. So, the pressure that those kids had to have felt, not only leading up to that game, but during the game, it just had to be enormous. And it showed. It, it did. Because North Carolina, look, North Carolina is not going anywhere. They're sure. not doing anything. Duke still has an opportunity to make some noise in the tournament. So um, don't take or, or, or make your brackets based on that one game. Because if you do, it's going to bite you in the butt. It will. But I, I'll tell you what. The idea that they lost in the post-game ceremony, maybe the lesson is we shouldn't schedule these things after a game because Coach K was pissed. <laughs> I mean, that dude was livid. In fact, before the whole thing started, he grabbed the microphone and just ripped his team yeah. in front of everybody and said, this is not part of the program, it's impromptu. And then you could just tell that he was miserable sitting there while the alumni guy was sure. doing this. And you've been there 42 years, and they're going to give you a bench? <laughs> a bench? Exactly. After 42 years, you get a That's bench? That's nuts. Right? The Coach K bench. A bench? <laughs> and then, you know, uh, a scholarship. All right, cool. Awesome. Yeah, that that's put nice. Some scholarships sure. there. And then a photo of his, like, high, uh, weird jerseys. And he was even like, oh, I almost forgot my high school jersey number. So <laughs> I'm looking at it going, that, what? I don't know what you give the guy, the rocking chair, whatever, but a bench? I, I don't know. Yeah, you should have given him something. But I, the guy where I would have been mad if I'd have paid nine grand for tickets to watch Duke lose. I would have been screaming. Dude, the ticket prices. And why, why is Jerry Seinfeld sitting with Adam Silver? I have no idea. I, I mean. Because he's got a lot of money. Yeah, sure. That's I'm, it. I'm with you. But it just seemed like odd. And 
just as odd watching Adam Silver trying to take selfies with he and his wife. <laughs> I mean, he's just like the rest of us. Well, Adam Silver doesn't come across as a cool guy. You know, he's more yeah. of a brainiac kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah. And not that they're not cool, but I'm just saying he's not yeah, He's yeah. not the Fonz, you know what I mean? He's <laughs> The Fonz? Yeah, the Fonz. That's your love. Well, cool? that's, hey, he, yeah, he's cool. The Fonz is cool. Uh-huh. And half the people, like, Edwin in there doesn't know who the hell I'm talking about. Do you know who the Fonz is? He has no clue. You don't know who the Fonz is. Do you know who Adam Silver is? Yeah, you, you do know how, how Adam Silver is? Yeah, everyone knows. Him. Everyone knows who everyone Adam Silver knows. is. Everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should know him. Yeah. Now, but David you don't know the Fonz. Never heard of him. Google. Yeah. David yeah. Stern was a cool guy. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was. he came across as cool. Adam Silver doesn't. It was just glorious. Yeah. I, I mean, but I, I don't hate Duke. I you don't know, love Duke. Duke was 11 and a half point favorite in that game. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Well, they beat him by 20. Yeah. I, I mean, not long ago. Of all the accolades, and, the, you know, on, on the bottom line, they were scrolling all the different things about Coach K. He's only produced five NBA champions. Wow. That's just a bizarre stat when I saw that going across the bottom of the screen. It's like, five? That's it? That's crazy. It seems crazy, but you, if you remember the Duke teams over the years, they never really had those guys. They just all seem to mesh and play together sure. very well. Um, you know, as, as a college group. And then, you know, not a lot of them went on to, to be good NBA players. It's, uh, and probably the best one, had his career cut short. Just wing it writes on YouTube. <laughs> Poor Joe just eliminated most of the fan base listening right now when he said the Fonz. Well, you should Google it because he may have been one of the coolest dudes on the planet. He was in a show called Happy Days <laughs> back in, uh, um, what was it, 80s? Or was that in the 70s? It had to be before that. Because the 80s, the coolest guy on TV was Hasselhoff. I don't know. Hasselhoff. Come on, dude. Kit and Baywatch? Uh, whatever. Come on, seriously. No, I never. I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch that. The coolest guy in the 80s? You didn't watch 80s? Baywatch? You're well, lying. For, <laughs> every, every male in America watched Baywatch. From time to time, I would uh -huh. watch. Yeah, we'd tune that in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Fonz, he was great. Yeah, he, he, until he jumped the shark. There's an episode in Happy Days where Fonzie jumps over a shark. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was like all drawn out. And, you know, so you'd watch in like t three different episodes. You know. That gonna, was binging gonna, before binging. You're, you're going you're gonna to laugh at this, but... Uh... Uh, oh, Henry's coming to San Antonio to, for a speaking engagement for the Salvation Army. Yeah, yeah. We are actually. My, are you, you going to go? I, I and be be with the cool dudes. My brother-in-law, he's a big shot at the Salvation Army, oh. so I'm going to have to uh, oh. maybe ask for a favor. There or two. you go. As long as he's not. I told you the Potsy story, didn't I? My uh, Potsy story. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joe. Never heard your Potsy story. Well, you got to hear this. Story time with Ryan Eagle. Here let we me, go. Let me tell you my Potsy story. The first time around when I worked here at the, the radio station, it was uh -huh. KTSA at the time, and a guy by the name of Russell Scott and I okay. did a show called yeah, yeah. Sports Call. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was on Saturday afternoon, and so we were live one day out at a, I don't know if it's a demolition derby or a, a race <laughs> or something, but Potsy. 
Anson Williams was uh, the big guy that was coming out there. So, you know, Russell and I, we're happy. This is great. We'll, we'll get him on the show. He's going to be out there right at the beginning, and we'll, we'll interview Potsy. Well, about two minutes before the show starts, Potsy sits down, and we're like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And he looks over at Russell and I, and he just says, uh, hey, can we not talk about happy days? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, well, what the hell else are we going to talk to you about? Exactly. Right? So we're like, we kind of look at him goofy, and show starts. Hey, Anson. How was it on Happy Days? I mean, you, you had to ask the question. Well, you do. I mean, it was just dumb. So that's my Potsy story. So I, I'm not a Potsy fan anymore. The the idea that the the fact that he said, <laughs> "Don't ask me about it." We were doing a deal one time when uh, Chris Dool and I were doing the show when we just started the radio station. We were down at Rio Rio Cantina. Yeah. When Sam Hurd had his big football camps. Right. You know, when when Sam was still a beloved son of San Antonio. Sure. And. He's got Marion Barber and Roy Williams from the Cowboys, uh, the wide receiver Roy Williams, as part of his camp. They're coming on the show. Well, Marion Barber, as you know, doesn't say three words no. anyway. And, you know, he would hold his microphone, throw his hair down so you couldn't even see his face. <laughs> and Roy Williams' agent, literally, we're, we're starting, right? And his agent's, like, trying to motion me, so I pull my headphones off, and he's like, don't ask Roy about the Cowboys. <laughs> the hell are we talking about that? Exactly. And so we did. And Roy was cool. The agent was so pissed off. <laughs> I was like, well, first off, he's here at a Cowboys themed camp for kids. Yeah. And he's a Dallas Cowboy. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I don't know what these people think you're going to talk about. You know, other than that, well, I mean, what are you supposed to talk about? Well, that's it. There's one reason why we want to talk to you. That's exactly right. I don't really care about whatever. I, I mean, I don't know. what What's the, I mean, give me something, but I'm talking to you about the Cowboys. Well, you know, and that's what's so cool about some of these guys, like Troy Aikman the other day when we had him on it at a Topgolf. He was there to promote his beer. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to talk about his beer, but he understands that there's going to be a lot of Cowboys questions, too. Absolutely. It comes with it. And and, and even about his new job, which at the time yeah. he couldn't say much because things were still negotiating, although he did drop that there was a, a third party involved. Turned out that was ESPN. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't give us anything on it. Well, now that we know, and he's openly talked that the ESPN deal is done, Joe Buck, will he end up leaving Fox a year early? But now... Since Amazon has missed on everybody, including <laughs> Troy, looks like Kirk Herbstreet is going to be the analyst for Amazon's Thursday night football package. But they still need a play-by-play -play guy. So I Where guess do I Al send my resume. <laughs> yeah, Al Michaels is in the is in the running. I'm uh, and he, who knows even a Joe Buck. But there was a there was a suggestion made that why not hire Chris Fowler because Herbstreet's going to work ESPN College still. Uh -huh. Yep. So go with Chris Fowler. Just keep them as a team. What I'm curious about, and we talked about this um, a couple weeks ago or mm -hmm. whenever it yeah, was yeah. announced, the amount of money. Like, I don't know if you saw Terry Bradshaw just went off at the money that Romo and Aikman yeah. are getting. Yeah, um, Which is just jealousy because Fox is giving away Bradshaw's money seemingly every week, right? <laughs> and that's a guy that does nothing for free. Including no. embarrassing himself on his own reality TV show. Yes, and yes. he's jealous of the money that Aikman and Romo are getting. And 
I don't know. It's because two played for the Cowboys and one played for the Steeler. And you know what? The star will get you after, after you're done playing the game. But I'm looking at all this talk. Does it matter? Why does it? I mean, if Amazon has a game on Thursday night, that's a compelling matchup. Even if it's not, I'm watching. Because well, sure. like, there's not going to be a Thursday night game on CBS or NFL Network or Fox mm. or wherever, because that Thursday night game is moved around. <clears throat> if there's NFL football, we're watching. Of course we are. I'm not watching because Herb Street is doing it. No. I'm not watching because Sean McVay is doing it. Now, ratings are what they are, but Troy and Joe probably have the best ratings of everybody. Typically, they end up with the best game. It's them or Nance and Romo. The, right. the game of the week, that that 3, three o'clock, 3.30 three TV window, yep. right? That's, that's generally going to be the highest rated game. A lot of times it involves the Dallas Cowboys. That's how it is. Troy moving to Monday Night Football doesn't get me more excited about Monday Night Football. The matchups will. And it's Monday night. I'm a sheep. I'm going to watch. Well, sure. But again, you and I are not the audience. We're going to watch, no matter who's calling it. If, if Joe and Jason were calling the game, we're watching. And we'll piss people off just like Collinsworth does, just like some of the others do. But I, I just look at the amount of money that they're talking about. And the fact that Herb Street's going to be able to do Amazon while keep his gig at ESPN doing the college football. Surprised ESPN's letting him do that. But it's Amazon. I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. If, I don't, it's a streaming service, right? Which I guess ESPN has one yeah. too. But yeah, plus, if you haven't heard about it, they're pushing everything over there. Well, of course, Amazon's going to run the world before long, if they don't already. Um, but, hey, props to Herb Street. I, it's great. Sure. You know, I, I got nothing against it. And Terry Bradshaw just needs to keep his mouth shut. I mean, the guy's got plenty. Of, you know, what, the only reason you would ever get upset about something like that is, is pure jealousy. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you upset about it? You're making plenty of money if you're Terry Bradshaw. Yep. I mean, he does everything. You mentioned his reality show. He does that that money giveaway where you win $5,000 a week for the rest of your life. Publisher's clearinghouse thing. He's doing that, too. He's doing that, too. And, dude, just, you know, let people live. I, I've never understood that, that whole jealousy thing when it comes to what somebody else is doing. If, if you want it, go get it. If you can. If and you that, can. And, and that's, that's the thing. You kind of circle back to Sam Hurd. Sam Hurd was just fine. Yeah. Got stupid. Sad story. Because the people he were hanging out, he was hanging out with made so much more. Yeah. So even though he was rich, he was still the poorest guy in the room mm -hmm. and tried to supplement his income. That's right. Way. That's right. That, that's what it boils down to. He wasn't happy with what he had. He was more interested in what everybody else is having, what what, what they were making. And, and look where it got him. Yeah, a, a new home in prison. Uh-huh. So that's not good. He... You know, speaking of Sam, love Sam. Good guy, made a bad mistake, obviously, but he ought to be close to getting out, shouldn't he? It's Dude, been a while. It was federal, man. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. It's, yeah. I, I mean, but, but you look at Terry, that's why. He, he's just jealous. As much as he has, he looks at what they're getting and says, well, wait a minute. I bet you, and I don't know what Terry makes, you know, from Fox, but I bet it's a pretty pretty good sure. piece of change. Sure. So. I, I would think that Terry Bradshaw's got plenty of money for not only him, but his kids, his grandkids, you know, generations to come. There's never enough. 
I guess I, I not. think that's what it boils not. down to for some of these guys, or or maybe not because that guy is working his ass off at his age when he shouldn't be. Well, Bradshaw doesn't work his ass off. <laughs> he's always busy and he's doing something. And he's like, you know, they position on the, on the desk there for Fox's pregame show as like he's the main guy because he's sitting, you know, different mm-hmm. than the other three guys. Yeah. And well, Strahan, why is he not upset with Strahan? Strahan's making a fortune. With his uh, Good Morning America thing on ABC and uh, and and Fox, so I mean, you know, all of these guys are making a ton of money. So just shut up, Terry. Yeah, I mean, really, it's ridiculous. It should be. It is. But Herb Street looks like he gets the Amazon gig. Well, that's good for him. And and according to the headlines, Amazon is settling for Herb Street. Still a good gig. He hey. wasn't the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth choice. Uh, well, you know, who cares? You got it. You're going to get paid. So I you, don't care how many other people you interviewed before me. If you get the gig. Yep. That's what it boils down to. It's the, I was about to say the blitz. Almost. The blitz coming up at 4 o'clock. <laughs> but you get a little extra of us today because we're in for Jimenez, who's out sick on halftime. And on this show, we can, you know, it's just kind of a nice conversation. We're going to do movie reviews today. Did you watch anything? No. Then no. I guess not. Have you been watching anything on TV? You know, I haven't because um, we've been going out a lot. Hard to review things. Have you, and any of the news, I started dropout on Hulu. No. That's good. You watching Pam and Tommy yet? No. None of that. Did you watch 60 Minutes yesterday? No. Okay, Grandpa. No, no 60 Minutes either. What were we doing yesterday? We watched some movie with uh, a couple of guys who they changed. You know, one guy went over to the other guy's butt because they were peeing in this fountain, and all of a sudden this fountain statue thing turned them into each other. What? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what the movie was. Bail us out, Edwin. <laughs> Join up the game plan for the second half of the day. It's halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Michael Jimenez out sick today. It is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Or it could be the pregame show for the Blitz. Well, pre-Blitz? Pre-Blitz? Sure, we could do that. Well, it kind of is. I guess we could probably do whatever we want. Jimenez isn't here. We could probably say whatever we want and call the show whatever we want today. Well, it's halftime. Okay. I mean, it's the name of the show. All right. We'll give him proper respects there. Hope he's, halftime hope with... he's feeling better. Sure. Half effort. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have enough TV stuff to talk about. And partly, I've been watching more TV now that football is over. Ad Singh says, "Can we just talk Pam and Tommy?" Um, well, how about a, re- a review from Ad? That'd be good. I'd like to see that. I mean, you—you're a degenerate, so I know what you think. What do you mean? But Ad's a nice guy. Oh, it's a fascinating story about how <laughs> essentially Pam and Tommy changed how we use the internet. Right. There's so many aspects there. Well, yo, there's there's burglary, there's lawsuits, there's domestic violence. Is there? Yeah, Tommy used to beat the hell out of Pam. I don't think we're there yet. No, not you'll, in the show. Uh, you'll get there. Not in the show, but it is kind of interesting. And on 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 a on a certain level of 
And I could see Tommy doing that because he, you know, has his clear issues. <laughs> but you take somebody like a Pamela Anderson and a very intimate moment with her husband or moments and her feelings when it's out there for the world, even though she has posed for Playboy many times before that, that you, you just you just look at that and you go, well, because even Tommy says at one point, it's not like anybody hadn't seen it before. That was the wrong thing for the <laughs> husband to say about his Playboy bunny wife. So, And then she's going through a deposition, and the questions being asked are ridiculous. There you go. There's a bad review by Manuel Gonzalez. He said he stopped watching during the second episode. Was the first episode pretty good? I, I don't know that any of it I would couch as pretty good. Well, I mean, it's a you know what I mean. wreck that you can't look away from. You know what I'm saying. If, if that makes sense. Do you get enough in that first episode that maybe yeah. you don't have to watch? Yeah, I'm surprised that you would stop at episode two. So See, basically, he, oh. he, he bailed on it after the tape got out. He didn't, I mean, at that point, what does it matter? But that's where, like, episode, I don't even know what episode I'm on, six or seven, whatever. Um, but the guy that steals the tape, the stupid stuff that goes along with that, and then I've kind of been fascinated with there was no Internet then. I mean, it was just coming on board, how people were using the Internet and how we thought he could mass produce the tape and sell it online. Wow. Because none of the 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 porn companies in, in L.A. would touch it because they didn't have a release from from Pam, from Pam or Tommy. Yeah. So we had the bright idea. We'll sell it on the Internet. Interesting. Yeah. Did he make a lot of money? Well. I don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, okay. But, you know, there, there's a thing out there that somebody else just took his copy, started making copies, and literally would sell it on the street corner. So is this something you watch with Joanna? Sure. Okay. Yeah, she's she's All been right. watching it. Now, the, the girl that plays Pam. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does well. Okay. She, she does All well. Right. Okay. She, she does well. All right. The guy playing Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's all right. All right, well... Nobody's watching for Tommy. Okay. There may be something in my future for this evening, because I don't... Uh, that I'm aware of at this moment in time. Do I know of any plans that we have on a Monday night? I would say... So I might have to tune something in. Catch up on HBO with um, Winning Time. The, the episode one was last night about the dynasty of the Lakers. Quite honestly, I didn't know if I'd care or not, because I just hate the Lakers. Yeah. I started watching it, and holy crap, this is good. Episode one, I thought was fantastic. Then, speaking of episode one, uh, the winning time is based off a book by Jeff Perlman. Jeff Perlman will be on the Blitz today at 6 o'clock. Um, and I started watching Dropout on Hulu. Dropout. Dropout. You talk about train wrecks. <laughs> train wreck. Dropout has, has been pretty good. About this really smart kid that drops out of Stanford and has a an invention that doesn't really work yet. She is able to sucker a lot of people out of a lot of money. Wow! To invest in her company, that it it's 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 pretty remarkable. And again, every step of the way, you're going. Well, how did she do that? People are gullible when it comes to thinking about money. Mm -hmm. about how much money you can make. It's a good idea. 
it's going to make money. It's a great idea. So it's I'll, still a bam. great idea. I just don't know how they haven't figured this out yet. <laughs> how, how, how this woman, with all the money that she was given, the people that were on her board, hell, she got this machine in the Walgreens and it doesn't work. So they were still taking these blood samples, sending them back to, to their company and using a third party. I mean, it's like she duped everybody. Wow. And she's up there, you know, with, you know, jobs and, you know, all the, you know, and I'm like, how? I, I, how? I've, I've been watching that. That's, that's, that. <laughs> I got suckered into that for a couple hours yesterday. Wow. That's good stuff. You know, football season needs to come back. XFL announces their schedule yeah. today. Oh, they do? Yes. Or the XFL or USFL. I'm sorry, one of them does. Okay. But I know their games don't start till April. Doesn't one of them starts in March, doesn't it? Later this month? Or is it, or, no, or one the, of them's later than April? Uh, I, I believe it's the, the USFL. Okay. Somebody out there on uh, in our research department, that's you, Google the USFL schedule that's for us me. real quick. I'm the... Uh, well, I would ask for Edwin, but... You he know, doesn't have a computer, always, does he? Uh, no. Oh, he's using his phone. Okay. See, uh, the computer in our studio crashed about a week ago. It's still in pieces and parts over there. But I believe the USFL announces their schedule today, but I don't think they start playing games until April. April 16th. April 16th. Is the first game, according to this right here. And all their games are being played in Birmingham. So even though they have city names and all that kind of stuff, every game is in Birmingham. There's one game on Saturday, April 16th. Mm -hmm. That's New Jersey at Birmingham. Okay. And then three games on Sunday. And they're just playing back-to-back. Houston at Michigan. Philadelphia at New Orleans and Tampa Bay at Pittsburgh. It starts at noon Eastern. So 11 a.m. Right. And then 3 o'clock Central and 7 o'clock Central. So basically the USFL is going to own your Sunday. Well, pretty much. I mean, it it, uh, it says TV here. Now, the game on Saturday is on NB- it says NBC Fox. What does that mean? Are they <laughs> have both? <laughs> huh? It says NBC slash Fox, and then the Sunday games say TV TBA. So to be determined or to be announced for the Sunday game. So interesting, because um, I know Fox owns the league or they're part owners of the league. But I do like the fact that you're you're forty days away from their opener on that Saturday. But yeah, we need some football. But I kind of like the idea of all their all their games are in one city. Go into Birmingham for a weekend and just watch some football. Watch, yeah. Well, if, if it's good football, if it's good football. But based on what we've seen with the XFL prior to the COVID shutdown and the Alliance, you're going to see some good football. And Birmingham is a fairly underrated city. I didn't know anything about Birmingham till I went there with the uh, Alliance and. A couple of really good bars I'd like to visit again. In Birmingham. In Birmingham. Never been there. In fact. Uh talking about the field being torn up, it's probably not on a grass field. Probably I'm, not. I'm, Is I'm, it the Liberty Bowl? No, no that's not no, Birmingham. That's, that's Memphis. Memphis. Uh well the Alliance played at Legion Field, but I remember with uh Daryl Johnston, the Moose, who's big wig with the USFL. Yeah. He said they're not using Legion. I think they're playing at the uh, college stadium where uh, UAB plays. Okay. Which is a nice, small, 30, 40, I think, thousand-seat, brand-new facility. But you're right. I mean, the schedule is supposed to come out sometime today. It doesn't say what time, but it does say March 7th, so that's today. That is today. That's what I want to know. 
give me some football soon. But a weekend guys trip to Birmingham sounds That'd like be fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. We're definitely planning a Nashville trip, though, to see the Titans beat the Cowboys whenever that comes out. We're going to plan that. That's in the NFL season. I yeah. know I'm going to Memphis in April. Oh, that's right. You are. Eat some barbecue and okay. watch the Foo Fighters. Oh, it's Foo Fighters. Uh-huh. Metallica going to be there? No. No? No. That's too bad. Yeah, you need to get to 25. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can get there. I'm sure you will. You know, it's it's crazy because after I've seen one event where both Metallica and Foo were both playing it, yeah. which was pretty awesome. So I get the tickets for the show in Vegas last weekend, get the tickets for Beale Street Music Festival where Foo Fighters, and then like two weeks ago, this festival in Boston gets announced Memorial Day weekend. Metallica's playing on Friday and Foo on Sunday or vice versa. And I could have just gone to Boston. You could have. I haven't been to Boston in so long, and my wife's never been. I don't want to go to Boston and do a music festival. I want to go to Boston and do Boston. I've never been to Boston. It's one of the few towns that uh, that I haven't been to. But uh, I'd like to do that. It's on the bucket list. I want sure. to go to Boston. But, uh, I, you know, I, I like Memphis and Beale Street. It's phenomenal. I think it's great. I'd much rather go there than New Orleans. Okay. I'm just saying. We'll debate this as we continue on halftime. This is Joe Reinagle on your home for everything that matters in sports. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. Hey, wish us luck. In 10 minutes, we're getting virtually massaged. Wow. Seriously. That's a first. Yes, it really is. As a part of our Employee Appreciation Day that was last week, the CEO of the company sent out this company-wide email talking about how much he appreciates us. And with that, all virtual, we all get massages, but you have to massage yourself. There is some yoga classes and, (laughs) and, what is it, Zumba classes. I think there are six of those that have littered our calendars throughout the week. And I just got a reminder that coming up at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Virtual massage. Wow. You know, it's, it would almost be worth just going in to see what it's all about. Will you do that? Oh, you Let me know in? how it is. Actually, Edwin. <laughs> Edwin. We need you to log in and record the virtual massage. Because it might be part of the uh, Blitz Topics little bit later on at four o'clock this the only day for it the massage yes dude it's in 10 minutes it's not the only day but it's the only day today that's going to help the show today at four okay i still didn't read that email by the way (laughs) trust me after we talked about it last week there's no reason to go read that thing i can't believe hr let that thing out we want you to massage yourself at your desk yes but they gave you specific areas so you weren't you're thinking it might be something else true but again just saying, wear comfortable clothes. Yes. <laughs> That's what Deshaun Watson should have done. Yes. It would have been a lot cheaper in the long run. It would have been, but perhaps not as much fun. So uh, coming up today on The Blitz, Jeff Perlman will join us at 6 o'clock. We'll get into you know some of the things that we saw at the Combine. And by 4 o'clock, who the hell knows? Maybe Aaron Rodgers 
is cemented in his return to the Green Bay Packers. What it looks like right now is he's about to get a deal worth about fifty million per over year the, over the weekend. Per year over the weekend, there were reports that his destinations are known, and he's already got deals in place with the Titans, with the Steelers, with the Broncos. And the Packers said, "Not so fast. Not so fast, because they have to trade him, and because uh, they still have his, his rights." But if <laughs> look, why would Rodgers go anywhere if they're going to offer him a three-year deal at? 50 mil per, I'm not leaving. I, don't, I, just, I don't care how pissed off I am at them. Sure, but don't bitch at me that you can't put people around me. And what do you do with Devontae Adams? True, and they're about $27 million over the cap. They'll redo some stuff, push it down the... I'm sure I, they will. Again, when you hear teams doing that this year especially, I'm not as worried, especially if you hear that they pushed it two or three years down the road. Because the cap is going to explode when that new TV contract money kicks in and the new gambling money that's available to all these people. So kicking it down the road right now, not that big of a deal because the cap is going to go up. Now, that said, so are the prices of contracts. Yes, they are. They're they're all going to go up, but... Robbing Peter to pay Paul right now. At some point, that bill's going to be due. That's the NFL way. It, it's it's going to be easier in a couple of years when they do that. Well, we'll see. He could have that signed. We'll we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I, w- I would sign it. I'd say $50 million a year. year. And it's a long-term deal, whatever that means. So at least three. At least three for Aaron Rodgers to stay with the Green Bay Packers. I I guess somebody that makes sense to someone. Uh, it does. And if you're some of these other quarterbacks out there, oh, they're happy. Go Aaron. Sign that thing. Reset the market. <laughs> well, that'll do it for halftime. We're going to take a two-hour break, let you enjoy a little Jerry Springer. We'll be back at 4 o'clock with the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM.